Welcome to the debut episode of Imaginate. I'm Sarah Gallos, your host, engaging in insightful conversations with creatives. Join us as we explore their journeys, explore their inspirations, navigate challenges, learn valuable lessons, and discuss the art of making meaningful impact. Arthur, thank you so much for coming. Well, I don't know what's about to happen, but uh, <laughs> me too. I'm excited. Know. Thank you for having me. Yes, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to have you. You've been a friend of mine for some time, and um, I'm glad I get to have this opportunity to learn from you. We can say I've seen you. Yeah, yes, I've seen you. <laughs> it has been some time. Yeah. Um, I I want to know how you're doing. How are you doing? How is everything going? Um, everything is fine. 2024 is, is starting off in a, in an interesting way. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year I didn't have any plans for it, uh, career-wise. So I'm, I'm, I'm just taking it as it comes. So it's good. Uh, in my personal life, I'm, I'm happy. You know, my dad is treating me well. And you look well. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So I'm, I'm doing good. I mm-hmm. can't complain on that. Yeah. You're very excited. I I wanted to learn a lot and also get to have this conversation with you because I feel like you have experience. You have uh, done quite a number of things in the creative world. You have, uh, I think you can tell us a little bit of uh, some of the journey that you have, uh, you can remember right now because I think you have done a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I think recently I was just redefining what, it means for me to to be a creative, because I think we 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 tend to be in a bubble uh, that for you to be a creative you need to be doing something artistic, <laughs> and and I've, I've actually come to realize that uh, cre- creativity and uh, creative thinking applies in different elements, um, and and when you ask me when did you actually start, then I can tell you I started when I was young. Uh, making cars from wires. Uh, uh, I don't know how to call this in Kinyarwanda. That, that, that is being a creative at that age mm-hmm. uh, without trying to apply it in a, in a specific sector. By then it was underplayed. But professionally, uh, let me see. I think the very first time I, I would say I was on a professional platform mm-hmm. as as a creative, though I didn't know then I was a creative, I was a feeling. <laughs> Somebody else was supposed to be doing that and, and you know, I happened to be available. It was in 2004, um, uh, commemorating the genocide against the Tutsi, uh, the 10th year in the stadium. Now, this was the very first time they are using art mm-hmm. as a way to remember. Uh, before we used to have um, commemorating songs and uh, uh, theater plays on radio, but now they wanted something a bit different with a cast of 500 people. It was a play by Hopa Zeda. That's big. So to me, that was the first time I was introduced to art, you know, meeting Maria Johanna, leading a choir of 200, uh, meeting Simon, uh, is a dancer and choreographer uh, with dances over 300. And then other actors, you know, were all students by then. I think I was in um, secondary school, S2, around there. And it was a new world. It was my first time to hear the word script, rehearsal, repeat, perform, mm-hmm. action. It was, it was, everything was new. So, so I would say the experience to me, that's when I would start if, if I'm to really think about the journey. And it's, it's been quite an experience because that's, we're in 2004, so that's like 20 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is your 20th year as a creative. Yeah. That's yeah. great. That's great. Your father also is, in, is a creative. Yeah. Has been in the industry for some yeah. time. Yeah. How, how was your childhood growing up, knowing, living with a creative like your father? Yeah. How how did that shape your world? How did that shape how you see art? I I used to look at him as an idol. You know, when I was in La Colombia school back in primary, and kids are talking about movies, and I can't wait for them to keep quiet yeah. for me to tell them about my dad in a movie. 
no, we didn't watch it. No, he was in the movie. Yes. You know, a hundred days in a, in a hundred days. Yes. And I, I think then I, I could see that I love it, I would say. But I was a shy guy. I, I didn't know what I wanted for life. I was young. But when we when we worked together for the very first time in 2004, because he's the one who directed uh, me to Hope Azeda and say, okay, I have a son. I think he can pull off this role. It was a tough role. Um, a character called Tonest Kasana, based on real life, uh, survived the genocide against the Tutsi. He was born during the genocide. And when it's his birthday, he doesn't celebrate. And, and I'm pretty much sure we have a lot of Tonest Kasana yes. out there. Now, performing that life, and I grew up from Uganda. I came to Rwanda in 97. Uh, the stories that I had, the experience that I had was a bit different. That was the shock I first got. So to me, I was young. It's not about acting. It's even learning. And I'm like, okay, so this happened. So in the middle of the performance, uh, I, I remember I was young. So I, I had this funny costume. I had wings. I was representing Hope. And uh, Hope has, has Hope, not the person. Mm -hmm. And I, I was supposed to uh, lit up the candle of the president by then. So you can imagine that's the first time I meet the president. There is a lot going on. In the middle of my my words or my monologue, I break down and cry and I can't continue. And in terms of performance, I, I, that was a flop. You get, that was my first time. I cry. I didn't finish my lines. They just took me up, you know, continued the whole play. I didn't finish my lines. I actually don't think I said them all correct. Mm. Were you nervous? Was it because you were nervous? Was it... It, it? It just hit me. I was like, this kid, we are the same age, you know, and they can't celebrate their birthday. So to me, that's the first time I realized that art is, is not just an act, you know. It's a creation. It's, it's, it's a creation and you have to believe in it. And I think that's the very first time I got to feel like this is where I belong. The fact that I can learn, I can act and react and create. It, it was so beautiful that when I met the director, I was saying, I'm so sorry, I, I, I didn't finish. It's like, you did it perfectly because we believe if Tonest was the one acting that part, he would not have finished his line. Perfect. And to me, that was it. You know, we are used to this drama. You forgot your lines. <laughs> now you meet a kind of performance. So that was my introduction to art, performing arts to be specific. Wow, that's a quite a dramatic intro of of like <laughs> acting, crying, yeah. wings. Yeah. It's a lot of uh things going on. How did that shape you now? Like the author we're able to see now, yeah. the author who is uh, still working, yeah, still doing amazing things. How did that shape? How did that moment shape you? It exposed me. Um I was a different guy. I was shy. I wasn't good at anything. My brother Syntex was the best one on football. Mm. He was the one talking about movies. You know those people who go back to school and retell a movie. It ends and they add in another. That was the guy. <laughs> but when I did that, I felt like I am good at this. Because after that, I, I was selected as part of the team. Because now it was 500 people. Now they needed a cast of 11 out of the 500. And I was among the 11 that went to Edinburgh in Scotland performing. Now, you see, it's my first time going out. Now, uh, I, I can't say started from the bottom, now we're here. No, I, I started from here. <laughs> and I'm joking, but it exposed me to what I can say possibilities that I'm young, I'm traveling, I'm performing, and people are telling me this, this is your thing. And... And from there, I realized, oh, I can't just be a performer. You know, one time we are in Scotland and um, one of the guys went with uh, disappeared. <laughs> yeah, as, a, as, a, as an art, let's not literally, literally yeah. disappeared. But it left us in a dilemma. He, he, he used to play xylophone. Mm -hmm. um, what is xylophone? Uh, it's it's a it's an instrument that, um, okay, they are like sticks or I don't know 
wood that you play and it produces. Yes. 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 But during rehearsals, I, I used to look at it and I loved it. And, and, and then I learned that same night. Mm. Yeah. And then the following day of the performance, I played the, the, the xylophone. And that is how now I entered into, you know, being a percussionist of learning how to play instruments. So a xylophone was the first instrument that I played. And before I knew it, I can play djembe, I can play random drums perfectly. Mm. I, I, I actually did not know that you were a percussionist. This is a... Nice to meet you again. Yeah, because I I, I do it in in performing. Cause yeah. music, dance, and drama, you you bring everything together, so you don't just stand out as a singer. You you are a performer, regardless mm. of what you're performing. So that that is the beginning. I can say that was the beginning. I came in as a you know an actor, narrator, and then I started playing xylophone and then drums. From drums, I learned traditional dances. From traditional dances, I went into contemporary. From contemporary, I became a choreographer. And before I knew it, I had experienced a 360 view of whatever happens on stage mm -hmm. in performing arts. Wow. And how old were you then? Um, completing the whole cycle took me a long time because I, I, I perfected my traditional dances when I was on campus. So that's around 2011. Mm. Uh, so that is like, I don't know how many years later, seven, eight. Mm, but you were still doing other things in between. And it helped because, you see, in this industry for you to survive, um, it's not like you need one skill. You, you need everything, you know, or have an idea on everything. I'm still seated with you here. You're interviewing me in a podcast, but I can tell the people who are viewing this that you made sure you know what image we are having. Uh, I don't know, settings. You, you need to have an idea on anything for you to really complete yourself. So by then I can remember that we did a play in 2008 for SPAD and it was a 360, you know, you had to dance traditional dances, break dance, contemporary, narrate, do a poem. And before you know it, you have a one-hour performance and you can't sit there and say, that guy is an actor mm. because then you are labeled. And that's mm. one thing I don't like. Mm -hmm. I don't think a creative should be labeled. It's something I see, but I don't agree with it. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think a creative should come and say, me, I am this. In, in Kinyaranda, we have a say, mm -hmm. and now the, mm -hmm. in the sense that you were created to just be one. And and I believe people are more yeah. who they are. I actually want yeah. to learn learn more from that because you have many faces. You have done many things. <laughs> you have done many things. You have been in, on many stages representing many things. How 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 did that come about? Like did you did do you evolve into it? Is it something that you premeditated did it happen to you randomly like tell me about how you have evolved into all these yeah art forms i i think i never stop myself it's it's part of me i am um, i didn't know it's gonna build to that philosophy of you are more but i've never stopped myself you know i'm at campus mm, they're looking for a presenter you can do it i just go i'm this kind of person that i i i really ask people about opinions on opportunities. Mm. Like, I, I rarely do that. You rarely ask people their opinions? On opportunities. On opportunities. What yeah. does that mean? It means if an opportunity presents itself, I rarely ask someone, what do you think? Should I? Will I? Because the person you are asking really has no idea. They can't define that as an opportunity. Mm -hmm. You only define an opportunity from your perspective. Mm -hmm. You get and when I got the job of being a radio presenter, I told no one, really, no one. My friends, the only thing I told them is like, hey, I'm, I'm dropping out of school, going to be a radio presenter on KFM. Had I done radio before? No. Was I listening to radio then? No. In fact, by the time I went for that job... <laughs> I was applying for another job at the University of Rwanda 
to be their choreographer. Oh my God. And it was, I was in my first year by then. Mm -hmm. No, second year, 2012. So you can see that I had this thing in me that I, it, I never stopped myself. So I never overthink a lot about opportunities in a sense that I don't give room mm. for opinions, whether they are mine or somebody else's. And, and that's how I found myself moving. So I, I would say uh, my mind is like Europe. <laughs> it has no borders. It just moves. And, did, and you, did you learn that on the way or it's something that is in you? It just hit me that it's in me. Yeah, it, it just hit me. Because even, even then, a small thing as learning how to play xylophone, no one asked me. I just offered. I didn't see it as an opportunity by then, but I just feel like I love it. Yeah. You know, so that has helped me a lot. And that's how I ended up becoming <laughs> a lot of things. Sometimes I'm scared. Where are you stopping from? Mm -hmm. To be honest, I don't know. Yeah. But who cares? Because what you lived is done. What you haven't is what matters. Yes. And I mean. What do you do when you're afraid? When I'm afraid. For the next step, for the next phase of your life. What do you do? Yeah, I stop planning. <laughs> you just say, yeah. no plan. Yeah, I would say this year I'm a bit afraid and that's why I think I'm not planning. You know, uh, it's a bit of a, a different year. My personal life, mm. uh, things are changing. So I'm, I'm no longer the, the author that can easily, you know, go for things. So this year is a bit different because um, in 2021, I set up to specifically focus on my agency. Um, recently went in a company retreat and realized, oh, we are 12. Now like, okay, growing. But I'm not the kind of guy that focuses on one life. What will happen if I decide go? Yeah. Because I don't want to be that CEO of, oh, I've been doing this 20 years, running the same company. No, mm -hmm. it's not who I am. Mm -hmm. So that is a fear I have, to be honest. Yeah. But do you feel like fear stops you from moving? No, it has, will never stop. Ever. <laughs> no, it, 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 won't, it won't stop me because I give it time and it fades off. Fear is also a good thing, by the way. It kind of brings clarity. Tell me more. Um, because... We creatives are a bit rational sometimes on decisions. Yeah. You know? And let's start a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, fear is what asks the right questions. And I think when we don't have answers, that's how afraid we get. We feel like, and sometimes we fear different things. We fear that we're not going to do it. Others fear it's too big. The others fear that I'm not going to do it and yet I love it. And they know they love it, but they fear they're not going to go there. Mm -hmm. So to me, I say when I give fear time, it kind of gives me clarity. And I mean, if fears ask the right questions, yeah, then there is no reason to at, at a certain point. So we are talk we're talking about the 360 phase of your life yeah then you moved to after having the 360 yeah 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 um after that i went to see a performance in um isho at center and i think that's how we met by then you see i was already doing theater mm -hmm. with mashirika i had done movies <laughs> some international movies that i acted in and i also got some exposure in that in that area uh, working on international sets is a different thing. It mm. gives you something more. But then I found myself loving comedy. Out of nowhere, we are seated in this performance. Kahol Karamera was doing a performance. It's called Umuvunyi. My dad was performing. Michael Sengazi was part of the cast. I, 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 I enjoyed it. I think, I think it was my first time to be on the other side. All those years. Now, this is 2000 and nine, ten. It was the first time I was on the other side to watch a performance. Mm -hmm. The performance was funny. 
I love the feeling. I, I love the adrenaline. I love, I, I, you know, that calling that says, ah, this is it. This is it. You know, and so that's how I entered into comedy. Out of nowhere, I meet Michael. Hey, let's create a group. Yeah. Where are we going to be performing from? Let's talk to Kahol. Okay. What are we going to be performing? Oh, let's go on Google. Download some jokes. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Carol said, give me one joke. We gave her the nastiest joke you have ever had. She didn't laugh, but she loved the spirit. Yeah. And that's how we started comedy. And comedy did it for two years, took me on radio. Now, I started doing both comedy and radio at the same time. And I think that's how people got to know me. Yeah. Because now I was on radio, you know, people know who you are. They, they know your name. They create. Yes, that's when the rotura that's when rotura comes from a radio advert that I did. It's it became my life then. Now people say radio comedy comedy radio rotura and it went on for for a long time a long time. And I I changed course <laughs> after ten years doing it. You know. Radio, radio comedy. When they see you, ah, young one, you Mr. Komitaseka, yeah. and then <laughs> it it looked like everything else I had done before, yeah, meant nothing. Nothing. We just want to laugh. Yeah, they, they just. You. <laughs> so I think that's when fear kicked. Ah, uh, yeah, really, like, yeah. So every time you see something trying to box you, yeah, it, I, it triggers fear. Yeah, it triggers fear. Yeah, I think that's a feeling yeah. for that's shared by many creatives because once people get to know you for one thing, they get to know you as a photographer, they get to know you as a music as an as musician, you start feeling like, okay, I have to keep delivering the same thing that the public wants. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes it's not what where you want to settle. Yeah. And that can trigger a lot of fears. And uh, I actually wanted to know really like when you're moving from one phase to the next yeah do you first get inspiration of that phase you're moving to or you go with the flow i think every time i'm in a phase there is a sub phase that starts <laughs> introducing itself yeah I, I i don't know about others but it was I, I don't know if you've ever seen yourself doing something and all of a sudden you're picking interest mm. in something else mm -hmm. and it starts taking you. Mm -hmm. And then you realize you enjoy thinking about it mm -hmm. more mm -hmm. than you enjoy thinking about yeah. what you are in. Yeah. Now, to some other people, they'll be like, ah, you are inconsistent. Uh, it's, it's, it's true, actually. There is some level of inconsistency in terms of inspiration. But I'll be honest with you, that's what makes us different from stones. Yes. You know, a rock is consistent. It's there. It will stay there. It will never move. Mm. It will still be there. It will, it will stay. Yeah. But as a human being that thinks, acts, reacts, dreams, I don't believe you can stay there. Because then you are stuck you are stopping yourself from moving and then the pressure will pile up. Yeah. Because at one point you have, I, I think, I, I just think, and I, I, I hope I'm wrong because at a, at a, at a point in 2021, mm. when I, no, 2020, when, when I was thinking of moving from Kiss FM to my own agency, Arthur Nation, and Arthur Nation has nothing to do mainly with performance and what we call creative as art it's another form of creative sector that serves the corporate the organizations now you are you're serving a different audience that doesn't care if you're creative or not what you do is what they judge yeah, yeah. the want results yeah so i had loved it i was double you know after kiss fm Start running towards clients. Hey, this is the video ad we want to do. Hey, I'm looking at a proposal. We have a campaign. How about we do this? And then I started learning other things. I learned how to do proposals. I started learning how to do, you know, pitching. I started how, okay, what is communication? What is marketing? How do ads operate? Oh, okay. So there is below the line. There is above the line. I don't know. So I started learning a few things that have nothing to do with radio, with radio and comedy. 
Yeah. Until it consumed me. Yeah. And I was afraid that I am I'm stuck. Now one day in 2020 I knew. So my plans was this in 2020, you know, I'm going to propose to Fee and then we're going to get married and then once we get married I will switch. Yeah. And then I got married to COVID. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I stayed home with Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was given a certificate of marriage with COVID. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. If that was a very weird time though. Yeah, it was. That feelings of life was yeah, very different. It was a bad marriage. <laughs> with the COVID, not yeah. COVID. Yeah. No, no, I mean, of course you understand what I mean. Yes, um, I do. It kind of now, now fear has more questions that are tangible. There are those questions that have nothing to do with you as a creative. They have everything to do with you as a citizen yeah. living in a country, surviving in an economy yes. who has to work. Mm -hmm. Now, how do you tell me you are switching from a job that pays you consistent consistently Gives you gigs because in my mind by then I thought, ah, oh, me being an MC. Oh, so an MC was a, it also was a phase. It was a that, yeah, it was a rap phase in there. Yes. That thinking, okay, being on radio, that's why people, you know, give me gigs. Yes. Which is true. It, it did expose me. Yeah. Why would you? Now, I, I didn't ask anyone about it. Because by then I was in a relationship, so she's not part of the anyone. Mm. <laughs> she's the one. Yeah. But also I I kind of picked her ideas, but I kept the thinking process on my end. Because to me, I think that's critical. At the end of the day, uh, human beings have to be able to decide in a way that they can take in the fruits of their decisions. Mm-hmm. They can enjoy them because trust me, once your decision has been influenced by 20 people, that's how many pieces you're going to share mm. with that fruit mm. of the decision, mm. whether it's right. But when it's wrong, you'll share it alone. Mm. Interesting, isn't it? It is. Now, when I talked to her, we were all afraid until one day I woke up and I'm like, so I'm afraid because I'm going to lose a salary. Mm -hmm. So what actually happens if I do lose a salary? Yes. Fear asking the right questions. Fear was asking the right questions. And this time, actually, fear was the biggest inspiration. Because of fear, I decided to go and face it and say, okay, then let me go see. I resigned, gave in one month notice. Bye. Bye. <laughs> now, that's during COVID. Yeah, no, that's 2021. 2021, after, right after COVID. It was, you know, at the end of it all, mm. I got married, mm -hmm. 2021. Mm -hmm. <laughs> By then, I was working on another project. Somehow, I found myself into social campaigning. Mm. I was leading Chinarguanda. Mm. And you know, there's a bit of some security there. But somehow, yeah, it also ended. Mm. Now, fear was like, uh-huh. You see, last time you kind of had some hope. Mm. Yeah, I can let go. I actually remember talking to myself. I'm like, hmm? what answer to know? <laughs> Back uh, to square one. Back to square one. But remember, I'm not talking about this like I leave things and going to other things without knowing the future. No, there is always sub-phases. Yeah. You just you never see, know their power because they are not dominant. How important is it for, for, for creatives to be able to build their mental strength, you fight their fears, and move forward? Um, it's, a, it's a tough question. People deal with that differently. Personally, I spread my possibilities in different elements. Um, if you're a creative, create. Not in just what pays you or brings bread on the table. Create in other elements because those elements might become the sub-phases of your life. 
Mm. You are a videographer. Okay. You are good. All right. Pick an interest in something else. Maybe because you're a videographer, you might pick an interest in editing so that when you shoot the videos, you edit them yourself. Mm. Once you start editing, you realize you don't do color correction or you don't do the coloring. It's a different creative and it. And then you realize, huh, colors are actually interesting. I would love to see more what colors can do. Let me see what fashion has to offer. Now, I didn't say you stopped being a videographer. Beautiful. I'm just saying, you have 24 hours in a day. Now, a time will come when the subphase of you being a colorist takes off. Trust me, it will happen. Why? Because your mind is pulled where your passion is. Now, if your mind is always on one passion, it will get bored. Mm. Even if it's in one element, there are sub-elements in an element. Right now, we are recording a podcast. There is a guy on sound. There is one who knows why you had to use this specific mic. Mm. There is another one who is not recording the sound, but he will mix it. Yeah. I'm just saying a creative should just create. Yeah, And that is what allows me to have sub-phases. Right now, I'm running a creative agency, but trust me, I have other things pulling me in ways you can't imagine, and they have nothing to do with agency business. Yes. But I allow them. I allow them. I learn. Whenever I have a minute, oh, I learn. I pick. I get this. I get that. That's, that's really nice. Yes. I like that. I, there's something I wanted to ask, talk about. How do creatives turn their talent into something that, that can be monetized? Money. How can you sell your talent? Because um, as much as you can create, yeah. you can do beautiful work. But again, you're living in a, in a country where you have to spend on food. You have to yeah. spend on it. You have to eat. Yeah. What, what would be your advice on monetizing the talent, monetizing the creation that someone is doing? Because like you said, you're now you're running an agency. It's a creative agency yeah. that is providing creative services to different institutions. Yeah. How did you move from, I am a performer, to yeah. now a businessman? You learn. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. At the end of the day, talent is 20%. Knowledge is the biggest percentage. In fact, even 20 is a lot. Knowledge. Information. I love RBA's slogan. Ichinu chambere na makuru. Never joke with information. Mm. Never. Information is everything. You knowing that. The needed service right now in 2024 is a clean video. So it's no longer about a video. No, a clean video. Ask yourself why. What makes it clean? Who does clean videos? Mm -hmm. Where do they do them from? You'll get to realize that however much you are the best videographer, but owning lights will make you more money than shooting videos. Because you have information. Mm -hmm. that's all there is no magic information information now information there is free information there is network information that you will never know unless you know people mm -hmm. that's a fact do you know how long it took artists to learn how to put songs on iTunes Spotify do you know how long it took them it took a long time but there were artists doing it Somewhere else. People kept the information mm. and they made money. Yeah. So to me, any creative out there, get information. Because information will give you how. I'm not here to tell you how because I don't know which sector you're in. Yeah. I don't know what you do. Yeah. Me, me, I had to go back to school. Remember I dropped out? Yeah. <laughs> I realized for me to run an agency, 
I need information. All right? Yes. How do you go in an office? Tell them, look, I'm working on a, s- a strategy here of communicating a campaign. We are targeting A, B, C, D. How do you know that? Where did you get that from? What information are you acting on? So I would say information is the fuel. And this is not just for creatives. It's for anyone in any sector. Information is key. So I, I went back. I went to school. Fear gave me a reason. I was like, Arthur, you will one day fail because you don't have the right tools. And, and you'll see this. You'll see that the best graphic designers are those that spend a lot of time trying to learn more tools out there. Mm-hmm. Right now, there is a graphic designer who still think they have to do everything when there is another graphic designer who knows AI can support everything. Yeah. See, those are two different people. Mm. So who has information? Yeah. So to me, if you, if you want to monetize your career, invest in knowing. And, and I got the reason of going to school. Was, and if anyone is watching this and they are young, you have now even more time to pick as much as you can. Because you learn that one day, just by knowing how the system of the car works, will one day, just one day, pay you a lot. Yeah. And you're not a mechanic. I'm not telling you to be a mechanic. No, I'm just saying, just watch and learn. Learn. Yeah. Get information. I, I, when I was doing my, my bachelor's, I was asking myself, why am I struggling? I'm, I'm going to work. I'm studying at night. And the things I'm studying is not actually what I'm doing. So what's the point of going to school? And I've realized that that question kept coming a lot because we our, sometimes we get blinded by what where we are at the moment and we think that's where we're going to be for a long time. Yeah. But um, it's not the case. So I, I like the point you made of going to school and studying because education opens doors that talent sometimes cannot open. Yeah. And once someone is there, they're able to, to know the language that is being yeah. used in, in, in these institutions. Because if you have, if you don't know how to speak uh, like an educated person, and yeah. hard, an informed person, yeah. it would be hard to relate. Yeah. So I, I like that. And I would encourage anybody who is watching us to, to, to not give up on school. Any form. Any form of school. Yeah. Because again, I don't want to mention this as a luxury. There are some who can't afford because sometimes the information you need, you can't afford it. It's a fact. Mm. You know, somebody would love to be a data scientist and they can't afford it because that is at a master's level. You're going to need to pay 12K USD and you can't afford it. But there are other forms. Someone who does it is is a beginning. Yeah. Uh, How many people are good at taking photos and they never, you know, tried anything apart from watching others. Yeah. That is another form of information. Yeah. So I, I, I think, to me, information is very key. But it comes from the questions you ask yourself, the fears. Mm-hmm. And and that is how people evolve. Yeah. Actually, information helps you evolve. Yeah. So, okay, this is needed. It's needed on the market. Right now, I want to go into research. I, I want to be a researcher. Because mm. in my line of work, I've realized that information designs. And we've been designing without information. Mm. Most of us, you know, information designs. You do an artwork, they take it mucharo and they ask you, why is it white? Mm-hmm. Well, as we like green, it means health mm. and then you sit around and be like oh, oh. if I had that information I would have designed better yeah. and I've used the network as an example so I'm just saying even creatives shouldn't just be stuck in the bubble of creating mm-hmm. they should also be data driven sometimes information driven mm. and, 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 and going back to the basics allows you to be that mm-hmm. you know knowing why are you shooting in that area? Why are you writing copies that are using that kind of language? You know, why are you decorating these colors 
Is there a specific reason why in a campaign that is political, a specific color can lead to more than another color? Mm. Is there a reason why in a movement of a campaign, starting with a question, makes people react faster than starting with a conclusion or mm. a statement or a call to action? You see, now those are really important things that creatives should go in. So it's not just... Creative. Just create something. Yeah. Put it an artwork there. Information is key and that is how you monetize because you look the part. Mm. You know, you you are the part. Yes. You know what you're talking about. Yes. You know exactly. You can tell you are a photographer. You can tell the client, I would love our shooting to happen from ten to twelve and skip twelve to three. Resume four to six. You have reasons, angles, the sun. Why? information mm. but yeah you don't have information you're a good photographer i appear at 12 p.m i get mm. and they say i am a photo and i'm gonna issue yeah. why yes because you didn't have information. information yeah yeah you, you 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 have been in this creative industry for 20 years what have you seen evolve changes you have seen for 20 years like what what is one thing that you have seen and you say i'm proud of my country because Things are changing. Um, uh, it's an interesting question. I've, I've been in this industry, but I've always been in my bubble of it. Mm. Yeah, I've never actually seen it from an outside because it hasn't been a sector per se. What I'm proud of is that we are creating, you know, institutions. Uh, we are creating uh, platforms. We, we we have these conversations to let people who feel like this is the direction they want to take, it's not, you know, a failed cause. I, I think now now there is something to look at. Yeah, now there is um, there is an example to take. Whether you're creative uh, in any sector, there is something you can look at. I, I have seen people make money as creatives in ways you can't imagine we are at a level where a videographer can shoot a video for 50 million Rwandan francs a one minute video and over 100 people get jobs off it have examples I know the people now that that is growth that is growth to be honest because that that's how now it becomes an industry Many people are doing it. If this conversation was happening 20 years ago, you will be the person recording the audio. You'll be the one standing up to end the video. You'll be the one who'll be editing the video and you'll fight to promote it. Yeah. Now, now we have people doing specific jobs, getting there. And that even gives us reasons to be more. Because, I mean, what are you going to lose? Yeah. You know, wake up in the morning. I'm not saying be something else. Yeah. But be something more. Yes. Which doesn't stop you from who you are now, but it also doesn't hurt to add more. Mm -hmm. In Kinyarwanda, they say, mm. there is a reason. It's because you might lose purpose in one and gain it in the other. So... That is it. That's why I even have this tattoo, by the way. It's, it's, it's a butterfly. It's in Hebrew. Someone asked me what language is it. It's Hebrew. It says, I am more. Yes. Uh, I believe butterflies live more lives. Yeah. And they perfect every life they live. Yes. Uh, you know me as a comedian. Somebody else knows me as a radio presenter. Mm -hmm. In another country, they know me as a performer. Somebody else, I choreographed them and I trained them contemporary dances. I danced in someone else's wedding. And I emceed someone else's yeah. wedding. Yeah. I organized someone else's wedding. Yeah. And somebody else looks at me as a campaigner. Yes. And the other person looks at me as their boss. Yeah. That does not affect the way you see yourself. It doesn't. I am still a creative. That's how I define myself. Not a creative in what? No. So, so, so that is why I kind of fight a lot. And I know it, it might come off. Uh, you don't want to label yourself. Mm -hmm. You can't brand yourself. Mm -hmm. 
it is hard to brand yourself that's mm-hmm. a fact but you can brand what you can you can't easily control your identity but you can control your image yes yeah yes you can't easily control your identity but you can control your image can you elaborate on that uh in my belief i uh, my image is is what i try to show yes yeah that's that's my image and this is what i'm trying to say my image is a more i'm not one image but it doesn't stop from each and every person to have a different identity on how they see me you know uh i don't know when you invited me here who you were inviting but i can tell you for a fact by the time i leave it's not the person you invited yes because right now even my talking even my messaging my narrative my reasoning is pushing to another phase that i would love people to see yes yeah uh, so that's nice so i you have an idea of who i am which is okay because i created it yes but i moved on to another mm. and the more confused you get to be honest at a certain point t it will all put it up together and all you see is a creative yeah it all comes to make yeah one parcel yeah i like that is there anything you would like to let out <laughs> and share it out is a bit of a strong word mm-hmm. uh, i think i'll share this to young people um i i say young people because mostly they are the confused ones in a sense of direction of life because when you are young you are confused you you are doing a lot of things and you are into everything and all you are into one thing and you think this is it this is the same way we you know you you met someone in high school you dated and say you she's the one yeah so what i would say is this you don't actually know who you are yet yeah so don't label yourself because that will be dangerous you're giving your mind reasons to fight you that's it because this mind can fight mm. using your voice using your words and your influences so if you're you watching this don't label yourself avoid saying jeu wound in do how long have you lived with yourself to yeah. know who you are yeah yeah so don't be surprised tomorrow when your job is being the best mechanic people have ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. And yet right now you are working in a bank. Yeah, I like that because when I started my creative journey, I I thought I am going to dance for the rest of my life. Mhm. I danced in festivals and I felt like this is it. The next time I'm going to be on a bigger festival, I believe that I'm going to be a dancer. And that phase changed into a musician i was like i'm going to sing for the rest of my life i'm going to play guitar for the rest of my life i had made decisions and i think we met in studios a couple yeah. of times yeah and that phase went so now what do you think you're going to be for the rest of oh no i'm going to be more i guess yeah because i'm going to be more it's not even i guess i am going to be more because through conversations through learning from people i realize that we actually don't know who we yeah. become but i'm not saying don't perfect what you become mm. yeah get more information yeah perfect it there is nothing as beautiful as removing one skin and keep a fresh one it's beautiful you are not afraid of it because it was there when you had this all right the fear comes in when you only have one layer and then when you cut it you have no idea where to go where to go actually fear will not let you cut it yeah and that is a fact yeah i think the i think the fear what i would say about fear is you don't actually know if you have another skin 
Yeah. You don't know, like, if I lose this kid, yeah. do I have another kid? Yeah. This kid I'm going to get, is it going to be as beautiful as this kid yeah. I have now? Yeah. So those are the fears. And I, that's why I wanted to start a, a space like this. Yeah. Because once someone is in their head fighting with their mind, yeah, they think that they are the only ones fighting this fight yeah. of of metamorphosis, yeah. changing to something else. Yeah. Evolving. Evolving. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to create this space for people to to know that they are not alone and they, this journey has a good ending. Yeah. If you perfect what you're doing, if you get more information, if you work on yourself. Yeah. And I like that through knowing that someone else has lost their skin and they've gained a new one, yeah. you can gain hope that your skin is going to be good as well. Yeah. And that's why I hope thing. people are understanding the skin we are talking uh, now that's it. Yeah, I think we need to make a description. But we are talking to creatives; they know what we are talking yeah. about. Yeah, and uh, that's why we went into a number of metaphors. But yeah. we are we are sure you understand what we're talking about. So, Arthur, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Um, I guess the beauty of this is uh, on your side, you can get to talk to the same creative every ten years mm-hmm. because you'll be talking to a different skin. Yeah. Yes. Every 10 years? So the, you shed every 10 years? or you, you it kind of hits. Most of the time it comes in every 10 years. Okay. Nice. <laughs> so then I'll say see you in 10 years. <laughs> yes. Great, man. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you. And I hope uh, people who watch this uh, episode really enjoyed. Yeah. You have a lot of fans. You have people who look up to you. And I'm glad uh, yeah. I get to sit with you and uh, share this conversation. And I hope you enjoyed it as well. So thank you so much. See you on the next one. Thank you. To being more. Yes. Be more. Yeah. Cheers. Mm-hmm.